This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Sick, yuffy balls. Lisa, Lisa, Bobisa, Banana, Banana, Bobisa, Alula, Lolisa, Lisa. Can you hear me? Nope. Nope. Okay, on it. Can you hear me now? I mean, I can hear you just sound like you're recording this and you put your phone in a separate room. I'm not even doing off of my phone. I'm doing off of my computer. Well, it sounds like booty. Well, it sounded just fine when I tested it the other day. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad at me. <laughs> oh, it's all your fault. It was fine. And then I wake up again and then bad. I did not do this to you. Hmm. Okay. Let me try. Let me try this on the phone and we'll see which one is better. Try just taking it out of the console and blow on it. Yeah. That's the stuff. Today, me and Baby Yeti were at the park, mm-hmm. and this lady was there, and she's like, oh, like, when's her birthday? And I was like, oh, you know, yeah. it's in December. <laughs> oh, oh this not better. All right. How's that? Louder, but there is so much echo. How's that? Can't you hear it? That, like, yes, I hear an echo, and I don't know why. So let me leave this. Yes, I want to leave that. All right. How's that? Much better. All right. Now we're just back to the plain old phone. I tried to get fancy and it doesn't work. You tried to get fancy and it bit you right in the nuts. If I had them, yes. If you had, it's Tay. Hey, it's 2022. If you want nuts, then just say that you have them and therefore you do. Okay. I could go get truck balls, and then I would have nuts. Truck nuts! Woo! I just clipped the part of me talking to Kelsey's sister, and she's Mm -hmm. talking about the towing capacity of her new truck, (laughs) and I'm like, what what you towing with that truck? And she's like, nothing yet. I'm like, ah, that's a perfect white trash answer. (laughs) The towing capacity on this truck is enormous. (laughs) Oh, you pulling a pontoon boat? Nope. Nope. (laughs) But I'm thinking about getting a lawn mowing trailer. It's just for looks. I'm thinking and, about an ATV. And so whacking your shin on. Um, Mrs. Yeti's cousin, he got a Tundra a, like two years ago. And he pulls up, he meets us in Breckenridge. And he's got a tonneau cover that is so like burly that you can park an ATV on top of that tonneau cover. And I was like, damn, dude, that's rad. Do you own an ATV? And he was like, no. no. <laughs> it's like, do you plan on getting an ATV? It's like, no, no. no. And so I saw him again <laughs> the last time that we all hung out. And I was like, hey, man, you ever park an ATV up there? He's like, no. But when I wash the truck, it's nice to stand on it so I can wash the roof. <laughs> everybody sees the roof. Everybody sees the roof. It's like, damn, dude, you're killing it. Yeah. So, hey, Lisa. Hey, yeah. It has been said that 
talking about documentaries on a podcast is the highest form of podcasting. And that is what we have done. Well, that's what we're here to do, at least. We both have watched Our Father. Mm-hmm. It was and, gross. Yeah, it's bad. And so we figured that we would have us a little podcast where we talk about Our Father, the documentary on, like, mm-hmm. what was it, Netflix? Mm-hmm. And we just let the good people know, like, hey, you want to save some time? And you want to have some comedy mixed in to your fucking disgusting debauchery? <laughs> here we are, baby. We will try. We will try. I will be funny while Lisa yells at me. <laughs> I excel at yelling. Yeah. So tell, get us, get us going. Because you said you took six pages of notes? Seven. Holy shit. Well, this is primarily because I can't remember people's names. So without the notes, it would be, there was this lady who got on 23andMe and she met all these other people and I can't remember their names and like some of them were there because they thought they were adopted. What I and like to do is just call them like thing one, thing two. That, uh, that the fugly awesome. one, the fuglier one. <laughs> that I, I will say all of the siblings that were interviewed in this were good looking. They not oh. an ugly one among them. Oh. See, while me and Mrs. Yeti watched this documentary, <laughs> our thought was, damn, don't you wish this guy was prettier before he knocked up all these women? Well, okay, I will say none of them looked like Quasimodo. Yeah, they, they were there was one of them that was attractive and the rest were they it could have been worse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not saying they're all supermodels, but still, they they could look worse. Yeah, let's put it this way. They could probably make it into a Dove campaign. You mean a Dove? A Dove campaign? Ah, God damn it, my inability to read. Dear listener, I don't know how how closely you pay attention to 8750 Podcast, but there, uh, we're over on Good Pods, right? And we are competing to be the number one podcast on Good Pods. For we're months, we had... We're number one. For months, we had that shit on lock, dude. We were, we were unmovable. Unmo- and since... This this podcast called Unfiltered came out of nowhere, knocked us off our perch, and I was like, fuck this shit. Because then NPR starts like raising in the ranks because fucking good pods, if you're new to the platform, they'll recommend you listen to this NPR podcast about like how to be happy or whatever. So they're always like scooching up the charts, and then we got knocked off first. I was like, fuck this shit. But then recently I was like, you know what? I want to try to compete again. And after months of trying, we are back at number one. But we, who one of the four or five podcasts that we mix it up with, you know, we're always switching our position is the red dove. That's what I thought they were called mm-hmm. <laughs> until I read that out loud to Mrs. Yeti. And Mrs. Yeti was like, you meet the red dove, you jackass. And that made their profile picture make a lot of sense. Cause it's a lady holding a dove in her hand. And I was like, aha, I should have used context clues to deduce that. Yeah. The red dove, but it could have been like abstract art. You never know. You never know. Plus, my ability to pay attention to details is so, so small. Mm-hmm. That's why I have notes. Fuck yeah. So I know the documentary starts out with this chick, right? And she mm-hmm. was adopted? Well, okay. So it starts out with this lady named Jacoba, which is a weird name. So I can remember that one. Yeah, I remember um, Jacoba. Yeah. So she's like kind of the ringleader of all of this. And she was a the- feisty one, too. He is, and I bet you she gets that from her biological father. So 
she takes a 23andMe test because um, when she was little, she was certain that she had been adopted because she didn't really look like anybody. And when she was like 10 years old, her mom told her that she used donor sperm to conceive her. So she knew, okay, I've got some some siblings out there probably. Um, At least that she may. She thought it would be really neat if she had a, a sibling out there, something like that. Right. So when her mom couldn't have uh, kids because um, her husband was infertile, they go to Dr. Klein. And he is the go-to fertility specialist in the Indianapolis area. And so he's got this sperm donor program going where he uses the sperm from medical residents. Now, you have said on the podcast before, you and Mrs. Yeti do it conservative style. Like a raven shows up at your window you provide it with material. Well, it flies over to Mrs. Yeti's window. And then like nine months later, a baby appears and you have no idea how it got there. Right. So close, except for when it is time for the Yetis to breed, I have to go out to the mating shed. Right. So I go out Uh to the shed. I produce what in the documentary they call a sample. I tie Mm -hmm. that to the leg of a raven. And like you said, it flies to the window and whatever happens nine months later ish, a baby appears. It's shocking. Yeah. So This is going on in the late 70s, early 80s. Ice didn't exist, so they had to use fresh samples. And in this scenario, the raven is Dr. Klein's nurse. Yeah. So she would run across the street to the hospital, grab a resident, have him jack off in the bathroom, and then run back across the street with her sample in her bra to keep it at room temperature, which I just thought. Body temperature. Yes. Yes. Not room temperature, body temperature. Yeah. Um. So they show all these ads for the clinic and they're telling the the women coming in to be inseminated that, oh, we'll find somebody who looks like your husband. Right. And, oh, apparently they all look like Dr. Klein. Isn't that weird? Yeah, because when Jacoba gets her test results back, um, well, she had found out, okay, it was Dr. Klein, so she calls his fertility clinic. When you wish upon a star, be very careful what you wish for. a brother or sister, that almost rhymes, (laughs) you might get 94. (laughs) (laughs) So she calls him and asks about protocols and whatnot. And she's told, oh, yeah, we only use like three that that one donor three times because we don't want a huge population of people that share the same DNA living all close to each other. But all the records have been destroyed. Sorry, we can't help you. Good luck. Hangs up. And so she does her 23andMe and she gets seven half siblings on her paternal side. Yeah. And it's like she completely forgot that, you know, whoever her donor was might have gone on to have a family because he didn't want like a red solo cup collection. But she completely forgot about that. So she starts making contact with these half siblings. I can hear you going through your papers. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's like you're going through court documents. (laughs) Yes. And on page six. Mrs. Hurd, Mrs. Hurd. (laughs) She did not answer the question. So she starts making contact with all these half-siblings, and they're trying to figure out, okay, who is our biological father? And somebody makes a joke. Hey, wouldn't it be crazy if the fertility doctor was our dad? When you make 
an offhand joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so all of these half siblings have a match with this lady. And she comes up as like their great aunt or something like that. And so they make contact with her and they're trying to figure out, okay, well, who could you be related to that might have done this? And it turns out she's Dr. Klein's cousin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, so they know that the sample was used more than three times. So Jacoba goes and files a complaint with the Indiana Attorney General's office, and she gets this automated Thank you for reaching the Indiana fucking department. If you have reached this recording, we are no longer in service. Please hang up and try again. Now, hey, Lisa, you dropped off. Can you hear me now? I can. Okay. My Your phone turned off, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where was I? Um... She contacted the AG's department. Yes. And they don't really get back to her other than an automatic uh, response. Thank you for contacting the attorney general's office, blah, 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 blah. And she starts contacting different news agencies, and none of them are willing to really pick it up. And then she gets a hold of Angela, the reporter. She's with Fox 59. And she, Angela's like, this is an interesting story. This needs to be looked into. So she contacts Dr. Klein. And Dr. Klein tells Angela, I'm not a father. And donors are only used three times. And she asked him, would you be willing to take a DNA test to prove that you're not the father? Nope. Fuck no. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. So they can't prove that he is the biological father. Although they, they got a really good hunch. They're not interested in helping. So they contact Dr. Klein's grown children and his son responds and I'm willing to bet that made for a really awkward conversation with dad but he told them that Dr. Klein admitted to being the biological father but he only did it when he didn't have access to a donor and there there wouldn't be any more than 10 of them out there. Maybe 10 probably less. Yeah. Because, you know, it couldn't have worked every time. I mean, that just sounds... Couldn't have happened. No. So, they cut to this lady named Julie. And she saw Jacoba on the news. And she noticed, hey, she looks like me. Yeah. And she goes and she asks her mom. And she said, oh, no, we used my husband's sperm. And This is where... So, at this point in the documentary, I was talking with Mrs. Yeti. And I was like, I mean... You go into the fertility doctor, you want somebody's sperm so that you can mm-hmm. get pregnant, and it just so happens to be this fucking guy. Like, yeah, you probably wish that his health issues, because he has health issues. Oh, yeah. Uh, you probably wish that he had better health. You probably wish he wasn't so goddamn ugly. But you know what? You wanted sperm. You got sperm. Who cares? Then right. when it turned to, took a turn for the dark was when they would have the husband's sperm in a vial and they thought that sperm was being used to inseminate the wife. And yeah. this fucking asshole was like, yeah, yeet. Nope. He would yeet that skeet. <laughs> he would yeet that skeet and then use his own skeet. And that's, that's where this becomes the cuckening. That, yeah, that's when it becomes real fucked up. Yeah. So basically all these people are like, Oh, I did 23andMe for a variety of reasons. And then I got my results. And then Jacoba contacted me. So apparently yeah. she can, like, see when they have 
looked at their results and then she contacts them like hey contact me because you're going to have some questions about your results and i'll explain it to you now i will say they made a point in the documentary at this point that jacoba is like i feel really bad because i'm about to call these people up and give them Mm -hmm. like one of the worst days in their life and it was like then just don't like don't if they're not looking to know this shit then just don't well at this point they didn't have any idea how far reaching this was gonna go I get you, but there were a and, couple different people that she contacted that weren't looking for answers. They didn't want to talk to Jacoba. They didn't want to know that their dad wasn't their actual biological dad. And Jacoba's like, ring-a-ding-ding, just came to ruin your life. <laughs> no, like, they would Jacoba, have don't. together by looking at their 23andMe results, because that's how she's getting in contact with them. It's not uh, like she's like, taking out ads on billboards saying, hey, do you look like me? Call me. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I mean, they're looking for information and they got it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. So all the siblings that they had come up with at this point have the sit down with Dr. Klein, who brings a gun, which I'm surprised none of the kids brought a gun. I know. You don't draw. Let me paint pictures every now and then when you touch on a good moment, because, yeah, (laughs) the kids that were identified so far, there's maybe 10 of them. They all Mm -hmm. have a sit down with Dr. Klein. And they do a dramatic reenactment inside mm-hmm. of the documentary where this old guy with a cane comes walking mm-hmm. in. The guy they got to play Dr. Klein in the documentary looks a lot like Dr. Klein. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They look identical. I Googled him and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that looks exactly like him. But yeah, they're like, oh, he comes hobbling in all feeble. And you can tell under his shirt on his hip, he's got a gun. And being a gun owner who has his concealed carry permit, I'm like, you guys can bring your own gun places. Like, <laughs> you guys can also be armed. But every time he has a meeting with somebody, he's armed. I know. Every so bring time. your own gun. Yeah. So he sits down and he has this meeting and he asks everybody, like, what's their name? What's your profession? And they said it's like he's ranking them to see who's the smartest. I wonder and if he- one of them would have said pro- podcaster, if he would have been like, get out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You can't be mine. <laughs> you dunce. So he tells us his favorite Bible verse, which is Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. And he tells them, I only did this to help your mothers. And there's no more than 15 times that this happened. Like, yeah, uh-huh. that, that, that number they're creeping up there. If the woman came in just looking for any old sperm, it's not, it's still bad because he's not exactly a qualified candidate. It's still bad. Right. But it's not nearly as bad as when he swapped out his skeet for someone else's skeet. That's fucked up. Yep. So they're sitting there trying to talk through how he got away with this. And um, the mothers or one of them said that, you know, like apparently her appointments were like late in the day or whatever, that, and his former partner said you know, that first floor didn't have a whole lot of traffic. So he was always the only one in the office at that time. So while she is getting undressed and putting on a hospital gown, get her feet up in the stirrups, he's often in his office jacking off. And it's got to be done fairly quickly. So when he is putting that sample into her, he's still on an endocrine high. So and he later on tries to say, oh, it wasn't sexual. Mm, well, that was involved. So, yeah. Hey, where yeah. would the human race be today if a lot of very vital decisions weren't made 
under an endocrine high. Hmm? Riddle me that, Lisa. Huh? Well, where would all these people be if those decisions weren't made under an <laughs> endocrine high? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Klein has also identified Jacoba as the ringleader. And he calls her and tries to get her to call off the reporter. And he hasn't even been identified publicly yet. It's just they said, hey, this happened at a fertility clinic. And his, his name hasn't been put out there. And he says, they're trying to improve their ratings at my expense. My marriage will be over. And then he says, I didn't feel I was doing anything wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's totally <laughs> just trying yeah. to make his own little like his own little like what would you call it? like a tribe of just little stout people. <laughs> I guess. He's trying to make his own lollipop guild. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady named Heather says her husband gave her a DNA test as a present. Yeah. And then Jacoba contacted her. Yep. And this lady named Lisa, who was not me. She asked for the test for Christmas. And when her results came up, she saw the names on there and she's like, oh crap, I know her. Because the way the documentary goes, it's like, oh, there can't be more than 10 of you. And then it yeah. shows a counter and the counter goes from 10 to like 23. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here's the 23rd one. And then oh. she tells her story and then like, well, there can't be more than 30 of you. And it's like number 47. Do you watch Netflix with the subtitles on? No. Okay, if you go turn them on and go back, and every time they do a new chapter segment, they have this sound. <laughs> you know, like Law and Order would be dun dun. Yeah. This one, Netflix themselves describes it as man moaning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you watch Netflix with the captions on? Because I can't hear without the subtitles. Really? <laughs> it makes it better. Okay. Yeah, my mom is super duper deaf. So every time we're over at their house, the subtitles are always on. And it's like, I can't, I can't watch the thing and not read everything that's happening. I'm so distracted. Well, it, it's loud at our house. And plus, you know, like you think you hear one thing, but they said something else. So subtitles at our house. And that way I can make myself feel better about the kids watching TV because they're reading. Oh, yeah. There you go. That yeah, counts. Go. And apparently it's like 4th of July at 6 a.m. starting today at your house. It actually, I didn't hear anything this morning, but it was raining. So maybe tomorrow. I don't know. She says this in the 8750 Discord. She's like, oh, yeah, tomorrow there will be so many gunshots going off in my neck of the woods that I won't even, even be able to think straight. And it's just like, uh, is Antifa coming to your house or <laughs> what's happening? Antifa's looking for birds. They're looking for doves. <laughs> They're looking for doves. Um, yep. But you just say it as if we all know that dove season starts <laughs> September 1st. Like, I didn't know that. But in my defense, I had posted that right after a Texas-centric conversation. So I did, How was I supposed to relate those two things? Magic, duh. Ah, come on, Lisa. You were yanking my chain. <laughs> so this lady, she's like, oh, crap, I know her. And then she says, it's like every time a new sibling pops up, you're thinking, please don't let it be someone I know. Please don't let it be someone I dated. Yeah. And they never touched on that again. Yeah. Now, out of 94 people living in the same area. Yeah. You know it had to have happened. Must have. At least and cousins. Would you admit to this on nah. a Netflix documentary? Nope. No. Because, you like, know, 
if Maury Povich, like, let's say the Maury Povich show reaches out to me and is like, hey, would you uh, want to come on our show? We're doing uh, something about podcasters and we think it'd be really great for your podcast. We're going to highlight you on uh, on Maury. I'd be like, fuck off, Maury. Free you're trip tr- to Connecticut. Yeah. You're, you're tricking me and I ain't falling for it. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then you're going to go have a conversation with Mrs. Yeti. <laughs> Like, hey, I know how some- many ravens have been to your window, lady. Somebody's cheating on somebody. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> All right. So Klein meets in person with the reporter. And what does he bring with him? A gun. Of course. And then he casually mentions that he knows where she lives and she should be careful. Oh, 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 yeah. there was a line in here. Because uh, the reporter is telling the story. The reporter's meeting mm-hmm. with Klein. She goes, I knew he had a gun because when he walked in, he was like, do they allow guns in here? And she was like, so I figured he must have his gun on him. And I was like, she should have looked at him and been like, well, I bring mine all the time. So I don't think it matters. There you go. Once again, dear public, if you are not a felon, you can also be armed. I don't know what Indiana's laws are about signage and whatnot, but in Texas, you know, they have the 30-06 and the 30-07 sign, and if they don't have those, you can bring your gun in. Yeah. In Colorado, when we do our concealed carry classes, they're like, yeah, so different establishments might have on their window uh, like a pistol with a line through it, like no pistol. Pretty please don't bring your gun in here. Now, what that means is that if you do bring your gun in, uh, they'll if they know that you have it, which, by the way, if you're concealed carrying, they shouldn't even know you have it. Right. If you're doing it correctly. Right. Um, they might ask you to leave. And at worst, they might call the cops and you would get a trespassing ticket because that's <laughs> what it is, is trespassing. And that is a low level misdemeanor. So <laughs> they're basically telling you like, yeah, those signs don't mean shit. <laughs> do what you want. Okay, now the last time I was in Colorado, our friend who, um, he refers to it as his work phone, um, he said he couldn't take it into a certain restaurant we were going to because they derive so much in sales from alcohol or whatever, and so they weren't allowed to carry in there. I don't but think that you're allowed to take it into a bar. It wasn't I... a bar, it was just a restaurant, but right. it also served alcohol. But I don't think that that matters. Okay, they, they may again, have changed that then, because again, hey, it listener. was... I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> so don't you know listen what? to me about any legal advice. That was South Carolina, not California, not Colorado, but it was the same people that I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. We have visited them in several places. Because okay. I, I think that you can take it into like the liquor store and all that kind of stuff. I think you can. Again, dear listener, I don't fucking know. So you might want to check before you do anything I say. Continue, don't Lisa. Take don't take his word for it. Hey, but guess what? If you take, if you do end up taking your concealed carry gun into a liquor store and it is actually a problem, you might get charged with a crime. You know who won't get charged with a crime? <laughs> Yippee boy. No, Dr. Klein, because apparently, <laughs> apparently yeah. putting your spunk into some lady, as long as you didn't do it with your dick, <laughs> apparently that might not be a crime. Evidently not. Okay, so Jacoba goes outside and all the lug nuts are taken off of all four tires of her car. Now, uh, to me, that just seems like kids pulling pranks. I don't think that that was Dr. Klein doing that. Because look at his old ass. Do you think he's undoing lug nuts in the middle of the night? Yeah, but what kind of delinquent grandchildren does he have? Although he hasn't really... He, we know at least one son knows about it. Yeah. 
and a daughter, I think. That seems so, so coincidental. She was like, oh, I walked out and my car was missing all of its lug nuts. I'm like, I think your neighbor just wanted lug nuts <laughs> and they just grabbed them off of your car. But then another one said her Google account was hacked and all of her files and all of her correspondence about the Klein matter were deleted. Now that's, that's fair. kind of specific. Yeah, that's more that's more specific. I just think yeah. that like, you know, you know, Kayla. Yes. If she needed lug nuts, she's going to look at her neighbor's house who has a car sitting on the lawn and she'll be like, I'll just go grab those. Or go over to Big Jen's and take them right off that camper. Exactly. And then Big Jen is going to be like, ah, it's the geriatric fuck trying to get back at me for cheating on him with Mario in the woods when actually, nah. No. So Klein is telling Jacoba, you're telling the world about this and the world doesn't need to know. Well, you know, there's 94 people that need to know. Yeah, Minimal. Right? Because spoiler alert, they keep counting how many kids he's mm -hmm. sired. It gets up to 94. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see that Facebook group because, you know, there has to be one. Yeah, right. So they're trying to figure out why would Klein do such a thing? Because this is just you know, over and over and over. So apparently in 1963, he ran over a little girl with his car and killed her. So they're, they're thinking that maybe he's trying to make amends by creating a whole bunch more kids. Who yeah, knows? that makes sense. You killed one kid while you were driving around in your car. So I know. Let's have 94 new ones. Yeah! That'll do it. That'll do it. So, got another guy named Jason who bought a 23andMe kit because he didn't look like his family. And his mom's like, no, you're not adopted. So this is another one of the cuckening. Yep. And... Klein, they have a, a recording of him saying nothing happens without God allowing it. Right. Yeah. He yeah. blames a lot of it on religion. He's like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, like this is all God's plan and blah, blah, blah. And then Jacoba is so pissed. She's like, this is these dumbass motherfuckers like him are what give Christians a bad name. God damn it. It's like, <laughs> go, Jacoba, and, go. And they start talking about the quiverful movement. Have you ever heard of that before? No. OK, so a lot of people speculate that the Duggars are part of that. Do you know who the Duggars are? No. They are uh, 19 kids and counting on TLC. I oh. promise you, Kelsey knows who they are. So uh, Kelsey's like, ring a ding ding, baby. <laughs> yeah. So um, they have denied being part of the Quiverful movement, but the general idea is these conservative Christians are, they need to have as many children as possible, raise them up in our way, and then put them in positions of basically power yeah. get them it's elected the, public office so that we can make the bible the law of the land it's the mormon theory but they're not mormon right but, but it's the they, same theory have as many kids as humanly possible so that you can yeah. just overpopulate the earth yeah now somebody pointed out all the babies they found are white he didn't do this to any black women i don't know if, if a whole lot of black women were seeing him in 1979 in he didn't indianapolis Right. So, I mean, that it could just be that's who yeah. was there and had the means to go see the doctor about it. I don't know. Could be. So, but I'll, yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. But, You'd have to look at all of his clients and be like, OK, so here's because he's like, oh, I shredded all that paperwork. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah you, you, did. you would think there'd have to be at least one person in there. But right. Yeah. But if you, we see all the kids that he sired and they're all different shades of beige. Yes. So Angela starts contacting the attorney general and he didn't really seem to care. 
she contacted a county prosecutor and he's like, I don't know how we missed this. So like that information never landed on his desk, even though a complaint had been filed there. Yeah, I know how they missed it. I used to work for the government. Somebody who didn't want to answer the phone took answered the phone call or received the message, wrote it down and then just threw it somewhere. And I was like, there you go. Yeah, it's in the back of a drawer. Yep. So his name was Tim Delaney. And he can't find a crime that covers what happened. So you talk about how every basic bitch has a true crime podcast. Yeah. Well, the basic bitches that don't have a true crime podcast all listen to true crime podcasts. So I could tell you, you have to go off of the laws that were in place when all this was going on in 1979 to 1985 or whenever it was. Are you saying so, that you listen to a lot of true crime podcasts? I am saying that my podcast playlist is not exclusively limited to 8750. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all on my Google podcast. I mean, you're I know that buck 29. You are making me some money. Hey, dear listeners. So what we're talking about is you may have noticed that there was a little advertisement for Anchor at the beginning of this episode. Yeffy boy makes a penny when you listen to that ad. So what your sweet Lisa has done is she made, went on the Google podcast, made a playlist, and then she turns it on three times speed and just lets Jeffy Boy play, 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 play so that Jeffy Boy could make that penny, baby. And I would love it if you would do the same. And it's muted so I don't have to hear it all the time. Yeah, you don't got to hear me. Like, just turn it on your phone while you go to sleep and just turn your volume down. I don't care. Or when you go out of, out of the house for the day, just turn it on your computer and let, let Fido listen to old Yeffy Balls. It seems to work. Seems to work. <clears throat> All right. So Tim, the prosecutor, is saying it's not a sexual violation. They can't call it rape. They can't call it battery. And Jacoba gets real pissed off about this. And she's like, so I could spit on you and that would be battery. And he's like, yes. But if I get injected with sperm from a syringe, that is not battery. And he's like, that is correct. She should have spit into her hand and thrown it at him. <laughs> Slap him with it. The slap will be battery. <laughs> there you go. So they bring in a law professor. He's like, well, so in Indiana, rape can include contact that the victim doesn't know is sexual, but the perpetrator knows is sexual. And the prosecutor's like, I'm not going in front of a jury with that because they don't like rape by deception arguments. That that then turns into a you consented, but then changed your mind after the fact kind of a thing. Yeah, he's a government employee. He could have tried. No, he's not going to go try a case that he doesn't think he can win. Yeah, uh, but that is, see, that's him making decisions that, uh, because Jacoba was pissed at him for being a pussy and not trying. And I'm with her. He's being a pussy and not trying. He's a government employee. He works for the people. Fucking go try. But there was no law in on the books at the time. What did you just explain to me? There was no law on the books at the time. That's that what you just what said. Did what did you just explain to me? That you could be raped after the fact. Or that the, and that the rape he didn't want to go in front of a jury and try to present that case because he was like, oh, they probably won't go for it. Well, you don't fucking know until you try. But then he has a loss on his record. And if Klein gets acquitted on that, he can never be tried for that again. That's not true. Yes, it is. It's no, called it's double not. jeopardy. That's if you get, that's if he got tried on it. That's, he wouldn't be brought to trial. He goes in front of a grand jury. He asks the grand jury if he has enough evidence to go and fucking file charges on him. Then they arrest him. 
So if he goes in front of the grand jury and they say, no, you don't have enough evidence, then he just goes back to the playbook and he keeps working on his argument. Well, you'd have to take that up with Tim Delaney. All right. I bet you we can look him up on Facebook. Now I'm just a small town pizza lawyer. Anyway, keep going. Okay, so the attorney general finally starts doing something and they send Klein these forms to fill out and they ask him, did you do this thing that they said you did? And he said, no, I didn't do this. Never mind the fact that he has admitted privately to being the biological father. So we know he did it. Right. And Klein says he's going to sue Jacoba for libel and slander. Well, guess what? It's only libel or slander if the thing that she says isn't true. So they finally get a search warrant for his DNA. And <laughs> Delaney's like, he did not look like he was enjoying giving that sample. Yeah. He gave plenty of other samples and he must have enjoyed that. But he did not enjoy giving the sample. As, as the paperwork gets shuffled. <laughs> yes. So what they ended up charging him for was obstruction of justice because the DNA came back and proved that he was the father of however many people there were at this point. Right. Uh, I think we're up to like 53 at this point. And so on the form, he said like, no, I didn't. No, do that. I didn't do this. And so, the DNA yeah. says that was a lie. So that and was so an with, obstruction of justice, right? That's obstruction of justice. And he pled guilty to those two charges to keep it from going to discovery so they can't go dig into anything else. And they said, oh, he looked old and weak and he's asking the court for mercy. And that made me think of um, Joseph D'Angelo. Do you know anything about the Golden State Killer case? Um, a little bit. That's the one that Patton Oswald's wife was working on the book when she died. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So he was tracked down via familial DNA. And, um, oh gosh, I cannot remember the guy's name now. He was a cop. I know that. Yes, he was a cop. But um, the forensic guy that works with um, the ladies on my favorite murder, Paul something, um, he said that when he went into court, D'Angelo was in a wheelchair, wearing an oxygen mask. And, you know, shockingly, he didn't need any of that stuff the day before. Yeah, dude, Harvey Weinstein did the same type of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, jail has made me so frail. This guy hadn't even been in jail. Right. So, <sighs> Jacoba gets to read a victim impact statement, and they had written down what she was going to read ahead of time, and then she whips out her own version of it, and the judge is like, nope, you can't talk about the thing that he lied about doing, you can only talk about the fact that he lied about doing Because again, dear listener, he's not in trouble for impregnating all these women without their knowledge. He is nope. in trouble for lying on a form. So when Jacoba yep. is up on the stand blowing him up for breeding and all these children who have all these different autoimmune diseases and all these different like chronic illnesses, that is not allowed to be in court. <laughs> only nope. him lying on a form is allowed to be talked about. But she's like, fuck it, I'm going for it. So she just His brings up all that shit anyway. Deeply impacted my life. Yeah. Several of us wanted to die because he lied on a form. Yeah, right. That's it. Mm -hmm. So he brings in all these character witnesses trying to get the sentence lightened. And he winds up with no jail time. 
He gets listed as a level six felon, and I don't know what that prevents him from doing. But at this point, he's like seventy-five. Owning a gun, and a five hundred dollar fine. Yep. So five hundred dollar yeah. fine, level six felon, which is probably as low as felonies go in Indiana. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. So we get to two things that make this whole situation even worse. So, you know, sperm donor clinics, they have like a procedure and a checklist to go through on who can donate. They don't just accept a backpack full of splooge at the back door, like at Goodwill or anything like that. So much to my dismay, because I've tried to donate that via that method many times. And they just keep telling me to get out of there. Yeah. Go away, you homeless dude. (laughs) So Klein would not have been eligible to be a donor at his own clinic, and he knew it. So he has rheumatoid arthritis. He had treatment that prolonged his career, but eventually it meant that he couldn't operate anymore. And and when he sat down with the the first group of, of kids and they asked him, are there any medical issues we need to be aware of? Nope, nothing. He's like, nah, nothing major. Don't mind that I hobbled in here with a cane. Yeah. So several of these kids have autoimmune disorders um, of varying types. They weren't real specific. One of them said she had a blood clotting disorder, which she didn't even know about until um, she had a miscarriage. So I'm thinking that's probably a factor five latent kind of thing, but could be. Yeah. Somebody's got like digestive, like colon issues. Yeah. So wasn't, yeah, it wasn't prime sperm. No, no, not at all. So throughout this whole show, they have been interviewing this older couple. And this is why I write things down because I didn't yep. write their name down and I can't remember it. It so, doesn't matter. But they're no. interviewing this older couple and they were medical professionals also who knew Dr. Klein. And they were like, he was the greatest. Yeah. Like we knew him. He was, well, a fun, he was a nice, nice guy. Well, here's the thing. The wife... When she's alone, she's like, yeah, he was a mansplainer. Yeah, yeah I'm shocked. And then his, her husband is just sitting next to her the whole time. It's like, I mean, he was nice, but he just looks real dejected next to her. Turns out, Faber cooked her. Not Faber. I apparently did write down their name. Um, Klein cooked them. Yeah. So these and, are like longtime friends of Klein who yeah. went to him because they had fertility issues. And yep, he mm-hmm. put his bunk inside of that guy's wife. And he mm-hmm. knew that guy. That was he his fucking friend. He went over to their house to visit them after she had twin girls. There yep. are pictures of him holding these girls. Yep. So then, guess what? One of their daughters has fertility issues. And who does she go to? Dr. Klein. He did pap smears on her. Yep. He groped her boobs. Yep. I, I mean, Mrs. Yeti know, was like, this is why you go to a female like lady doctor. You don't go to yeah. a guy lady doctor. You find a yeah. female lady doctor. And no like, female doctor is yep. going to be extracting her own eggs and shoving them up in you. She didn't at least require an accomplice. And, <laughs> you didn't even want your mom seeing your tattoo next to your dick. Or did you put the tattoo next to your dick so she wouldn't see it? But I mean, that's why it was put there. <laughs> but still, you wouldn't want her to see it now. No. You, you sure as hell would not want her giving you a prostate exam unless your name is Chris Chan. That's a no. That's a no. That's a pass. That's a no, no from me, dog. And so he claims that there's no sexual connotation to it and he doesn't consider these people his children. Yeah. Fucking peculiar. And is that dude yeah. still alive? 
Um, as far as I know, let's Google that. I bet you I, can listen to me Google it. I think he is, but yeah, let's find out. Donald Klein. It, his Wikipedia page does not list the date of death. Yeah, so I think he's out there someplace still kicking it. What a and jackass. Did, so from 1974 to 1987. So that is six and seven. That is 13 years. What is? Wait, what? Uh, that it, it is 13 years that he was doing this to people. Oh, yeah. And we do know that Dr. Klein likes to become litigious. So let us just put out there. Now, this is just me and Lisa telling you something that we saw on uh, the TV. So, yes. And we are reading off of Wikipedia. So sue Wikipedia. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. Go fuck yourself there, homeboy. <laughs> I think he did a couple times, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He was, really, he was really good at it. He was able to produce that sample in no time flat. If anything, well, he's probably he the in... expert at fucking himself. If he is in the room, I will keep my legs crossed. Yeah, dude, you better look out. I his am... sperm might be fucking a bunch of duds, but God damn it, <laughs> they don't give up. Well, I think in court he said that, uh, or at some point he said every time they used his sample, the woman got pregnant growth yeah i know so that was him being like well these people came to me because they wanted a baby and i know i'm working with the goods so who am i to keep the goods from these these poor ladies it's like wow <laughs> bold strategy cotton yeah and so at the end they said that i think 44 doctors have been found out for doing yeah. this kind of a thing he's not the only dude who was doing this but he's the most prolific so far yep and so I, I'm not sure when. Okay, so through 1987, how old was he in 1987? He was only 49, so I don't think he would have been retiring at that age. But back to D'Angelo with the Golden State thing, like in like the mid 1980s, those crimes just stopped. And come to find out, because he was a cop. He knew that DNA was becoming a thing yeah. and he didn't want to get that tied back to him in that right. manner. And so he just quit doing what he was doing. Right. So I wonder if that is why Klein did that or see in 1987, these people just be 35 now. So maybe people younger than that just haven't gotten curious enough to do a 23 and me yet. Me and Mrs. Yeti were sitting there watching this and it was like, you know what probably happened? His old ass is sitting there in his recliner watching the Today Show and they're talking about 23 and Me and how like, oh man, this is so great. People more and more are able to get for like a hundred bucks. You can send off your DNA. You get to learn all this stuff about you, like who you're like your parents' genealogy. You get to learn like, oh, if you're related to anybody out there. And he must have been sitting there in that recliner being like, huh, this could be a problem for me. <laughs> No, he probably wasn't. I think he was bold enough to think that he would never be caught. And that even if he did get caught, well, I didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with what I did. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, if he's still alive and if he likes podcasts, maybe he wants to come and hang out. <laughs> From hey, afar. Hey, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Do um, not send any ravens over to his house. Yeah, dude, ravens. They can get lost along the way, but it seems like a Evidently. lot of his ravens were finding their mark. Evidently. Fucking gross. All right. Well, hey, Lisa, thanks for watching it again. 
and taking a bunch of notes so that we could talk about it. There's all my notes. It was fun. We'll have it to color coded. We'll have to pick out another documentary to dive into so that we can do another one of these because this is the pinnacle of podcasting right here. It is. It truly is. People getting angry about other people's situations. That's right. All right, Lisa. Have a good rest of your day and later boners. Later boners.